Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, something that I do every day. And today, this in this week's podcast, I'm going to talk about how I clean up my mental mess and prepare for a busy week ahead. The routine that I use to help me to plan when I know I've got a hugely busy week. And I'm in the midst of a really busy week, so I thought this is super appropriate. This is something that I actually do literally every Sunday, and I plan for the week. And then on each day, when I feel like, oh my gosh, I've got all these things coming up, I do the same little routine. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we begin, I just want to remind you about my annual mental health retreat, which is running in December, the second through in December in Dallas, Texas, the second through the fourth of December. And it is going to be something you do not want to miss. It is so powerful to get together and learn about the truth of mental health, to recognize it's not a disease, but that it is something that we can learn to manage. And that we do have degrees of severity of mental health. And even when we're in an extreme state, we still need to understand how to do mind management. So I'm really going to get into the nitty gritty details of what mind management really is. And how to use neurocycles for various different situations. So for example, people pleasing, being a shock absorber, how to handle anxiety, depression, what they really are. And I have some great guest speakers. Michelle Williams, really good friend of mine from Destiny's Child. She's going to be talking about depression and her new book, Checking In. And we're going to do a panel where we're going to talk about how she used the neurocycle to help manage her depression. So go to drleaf.com, go sign up, register. There's limited space. We are filling up really quickly. And if you need CMEs and CEUs, you can register for that as well. That's a separate registration. All the details are at drleafconference.com. The link and details will be in the show notes. Okay, and last thing before we begin with preparing for our busy week is that this podcast is for educational purposes and is not medical advice. If you need medical advice, please see the appropriate medical professional. And now on to today's podcast. Okay, so I know that if you go to bed, I'm sure you've been like me, and you go to bed thinking, oh my gosh, this week coming up is just like insane. And how am I going to manage it? Well, that just messes with the night. And if you do eventually fall asleep, it's potentially a very disrupted sleep. And we seriously need to get into our cycles of REM sleep where we dream and non-REM sleep. And we need to go through these cycles because all kinds of amazing regenerative things are happening inside of our brain to help us to function well the next day, to be creative, to have wisdom, to deal with all the things that are going to face, that we are going to face, the good and the bad and the ugly. So it's so important that we get a handle on this. And I have learned to be very proactive in everything that I do. And, you know, this is something that I've had to learn to do. I am an organized person. I am an energizer bunny. I can do a lot, but I still get very overwhelmed and get worried about things if I think I'm not going to have enough time to do something or if I just see this massive amount of stuff to do and it feels like it's out of my control. 
So I've got into a really good habit of using the NeuroCycle to help me plan my week and to deal with the busy day. And that's what we're going to really dive into. So this is basically mind management as well. Everything I teach is mind management because our mind never stops. As you've often heard me say, we can go three weeks without food, three days without water, three minutes without oxygen, but you cannot even go three seconds without your mind working. And the way your mind is working is then showing up in your brain. And then that affects how your brain is working and that shows up in your body and that affects how your body is working and right down to the level of the DNA and the telomeres. So it's really worthwhile practicing mind management in absolutely every sphere of your life. So the neurocycle is not just for dealing with trauma. It's for so many different things. And that's what I'm trying to help you understand on this podcast. And in my latest book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, I'm really going to depth about the, about the NeuroCycle. And I have the NeuroCycle app, and there's a new improved version coming out soon. We're always updating and upgrading. So if you have the NeuroCycle app currently, it'll automatically switch over to the, to the new version. If you haven't, download it anyway, because in a couple of weeks' time, we will have the new version coming out, and it's phenomenal. We are really help you with, with managing your mind. So if you don't manage your mind for a busy week, that busy week, is not only going to be busy, it's going to, you're going to feel mentally chaotic as well. So I'm going to read from my book on page 68, just one of the things that can happen in your brain when you don't manage your mind when it comes to being busy or having a lot to do. And this I'm reading from page 68 in my book. So if you have my book, you can go to page 68, and I'm reading what happens in terms of the frequency high beta. So in the brain, we have these different energy responses. So as our mind shows up in our brain, and our mind is how we're processing the week, everything we're doing, and that processing by the mind then goes into the brain and shows up in the brain, and the brain responds with these frequencies and electromagnetics and quantum energy and neurochemistry, and then the whole body gets in- impacted, as you've heard me say many times. Now, there's different types of energy frequencies, but I'm just going to talk about one now, and I'm going to talk about high beta, which is extremely active when you're paying attention. Like now, you're going to have nice, beautiful bursts of high beta as you're focusing. But if you are over-focusing and you're starting to worry and get anxious because I've got too much to do, then this is the sort of pattern that high beta will turn into. So first of all, let's talk about what it does on the good side. So bursts of high beta are the signature brain waves of intensity and indicate paying attention and making a choice as the wave collapses into figurative in a figurative and quantum sense. So high beta is very involved in the think, feel, intense buildup and then the choose. As you make a choice, you get these bursts of high beta. So it builds exactly like a wave and then it crashes and it's very intense. Okay, and it's and it's very important, but it's not meant to be long periods. It's very cyclic. It's the wave builds and it crashes, exactly like the waves in a sea. If you think of further out in the sea, the waves are more steady. So there's a steady swell that lasts for longer. But on the edge of the on the edge of the beach, the wave builds and it crashes. It doesn't stay in that state for very long. It builds and crashes. When it's at that when the crest starts forming, which is your high beta, it crashes. So high beta is very, very involved in the intense moment as we gather data and we make a decision. And it's brilliant. It helps us to, to make these decisions. It's, or it's part of it. It's showing that we're making these decisions. And when high beta is working with us, driven by our mind, then we're going to be making good decisions. Continual crashes suggest anxiety. So if you have continual crashes that are too fast, 
so that they happening like almost like a tsunami, crash, 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 where there's just like no breathing in between. Because if you think of a wave, even though it's quite fast, it'll crash, it'll go into trickles on the beach, suck back in, and the next one comes. And, and then it, and it builds again. There are other ones happening along the way, but that particular one follows a cycle and an ordered cycle unless disrupted. And that's what can happen when we feel like there's too much coming up, we're too busy, it's crazy, this is like, uh, and then those crashes are too continual. They're not enough, there's not enough time between them. So continual crashes suggest that there's an increase in anxiety, frustration, or being under toxic stress. The amplitude, that's the height of the high beta, increases with stress. So it just gets bigger, those waves get bigger and bigger and bigger, and that means the crest is bigger and bigger and bigger. And the, the, then, and large flares occur when we experience the, the the large, like large flares of these white occur when we're feeling this anxiety about busyness coming up. So this shuts down the brain regions that handle rational thinking. So when you have high beta not flowing in the way it should, but in these continual high amplitude crashes, that then affects the electromagnetics the quantum energy and the neurochemistry, sorry, of the rest of the different parts of the brain because all the parts of the brain work together. So we have a downward functioning across the board in the brain and especially in the frontal lobe where we have our, which is very involved as we go into executive cognitive functions, which is really analyzing data to make good decisions and and, and, and a lot of high level of self-regulation. So those will get very, very negatively affected when we are in this very, very high beta state. So the blood flow to the prefrontal cortex, which is the logical analytical part of the brain, can be reduced by up to 80% when we start getting into these very, very high anxious states. And starved of oxygen and nutrients, the brain's ability to think clearly can plummet. Now, you do not need that for the week. I know that when I've got a week like I have this week where I am literally filming for up to 10 hours a day in between major meetings, in between major productions. It just happens to, it's not like this every week, but there's just a major production schedule happening this week. I have to be very calm, very focused. And I know that I don't want that lot of high beta. I want a nice balanced high beta so that all the other frequencies of my brain and oxygen levels and blood flow, etc., can do what they're supposed to do. So my brain can actually function at a high level. And it's my mind that's going to make that happen. Your brain, just, it's, not, it's not a medication that's going to make that happen. It's not a diet that's going to make that happen. It is your mind. And obviously, I do eat well because you, you've got to feed your brain. But your mind is where it starts. Your mind is first core. So you have to get your mind under control to prepare for a busy week. And in the process of getting my mind under control, I then will make good decisions about my eating and when I eat and how I eat. And I'll make good decisions about exercise and movement and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'll then get the benefit from those so that I'm feeding the physical correctly. So, But it starts with your mind. If we want to be healthier mentally and physically, one of the best things we can possibly do is get several hours of quality sleep every night. The brain and body heal itself when we sleep. It really is one of the most amazing processes, even if you're not conscious when it happens. But I know it's hard to get good quality sleep sometimes. Your mind keeps you awake, life is stressful, and there are often a hundred anxious reasons why you can't fall asleep at night. Thankfully, there are also ways we can improve our sleep quality and overall health, including taking magnesium. Believe it or not, around 75% of people don't have enough magnesium. No wonder so many people have sleep problems. 
but please do not run to the store to buy the first magnesium supplement you find. Most magnesium supplements use only the two cheapest synthetic forms and, since they're not full spectrum, they won't support better sleeping habits. There are actually seven unique forms of magnesium and you must get all of them if you want to experience its calming, sleep-enhancing effects. That's why I recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bio-Optimizers. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed and you'll be amazed at how much better you sleep and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to www.magbreakthrough.com forward slash leaf and use Dr. Leaf 10 during checkout to save 10% on your order. The link and details will be in the show notes. Okay, so mind management plays a role in everything you do. I'm just reading little bits and pieces of my summary here because mind comes first in everything and everything else follows. You've got to get that. That's one of the biggest things about cleaning up your mental mess is mind is first. Mind shows up in the brain and the body. Without the mind, the brain and the body are you dead, basically. Your mind is who you are. So messy mind is okay, but messy mind has to be managed. Okay, so you've got to be so self-regulated. Okay, so getting your mind right for an upcoming week will take you 5 to 15 minutes. That's literally as long as it's going to take you. That's as long as I spend, about 5 to 15 minutes, but could save you hours and hours of anxiety and worry and too much high beta and frustration and feelings of being overwhelmed, etc., etc. Okay, so however, we can build insurance policy neural networks into our brain that are healthy and prepared for the week. So that's what I do. I literally visualize, here, take one of my green plants, building a beautiful, healthy neural network. And there's Monday and there's Tuesday and there's Wednesday and there's Thursday and there's Friday and there's Saturday. I happen to be working right up through Saturday this week. I often do work weekends, but then I do make sure to rest in between. Sunday, there is nothing happening and Monday as well. So I plan for that. Now, on each of these branches are all the things I have to do on Monday and all the things I have to do on Tuesday and, and so on. So the, the details in there. So I'm building it up as a green tree versus a toxic, oh, I've got so much to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There's a difference. So this is an insurance policy. So I'm going to take five to 15 minutes. I'm going to neurocycle and I'm going to build this in. And then I'm going to draw on that. I tell you the piece, like I wake up on a Monday morning and I start with drawing on the Monday and knowing that all of this is under control. I've got order. And if something happens along the way to disrupt the order, because I have spent the time building this insurance policy and because I've done this so often now, I'm really good at this. So you you won't be as good the first time, but you keep doing this, you're going to get better and better. That I know how to pull myself back on track very quickly. And I know what to do to bring myself back on track. Like if I start getting super overwhelmed, I will go and do a workout or I'll go and have a think a moment or I'll go and watch a fun movie like Schitt's Creek or something like that in my sauna, even if it's for half an hour, just to, just to get some control back. And then I'll reboot back again. So I've learned how to do those things. And that's come from me using the neurocycle to plan this and to work through these things. Okay. So we can build neural networks. I'm building neural networks into my brain that are healthy and prepared for work. I'm prepared for work. I'm prepared for the things. And I built as many eventualities into here as possible. So I think like, okay, well, that's what's going to happen. But what if we have this with time? Or what if we have that? What if that goes wrong? And I can't guess on, I can't guess everything, but I can try and think of all the probabilities of things that could go wrong. So my mind is also not just prepared for what has to be done, but the probabilities of what could go wrong and the possibilities of what I could do to manage that. And that not may, none of those may happen because they're probabilities. 
but I am prepared. So if something that I try to anticipate didn't happen, but something else happened, I'm not thrown because I'm already in a probabilities mindset. I've built it in. It's wired in. I've laid the foundation for the week. That's literally what you're doing. So as the week happens, this is what's driving my week, not a chaotic response, not a chaotic reactive response that doesn't get you anywhere. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's the deliberate and intentional sequential process of the neurocycle that is controlling the messy mind and wiring a resilient plan into the brain. I'm going to read that again because you need to hear that again. So it is the deliberate, intentional sequential process. So I take a 5 to 15 minute time on Sunday evening or sometime on Sunday, and it's a deliberate, intentional decision. And I go through the deliberate, intentional, sequential plan of the neurocycle because it's how I, how my mind is going to drive my brain in the order that my brain will actually respond and my body will respond. That's the science of the neurocycle. You're driving the neuroplasticity in this very organized way based on how the mind-brain connection works, okay? And so it's deliberate, it's intentional, it's sequential, and it's controlling the messy mind and wiring a resilient plan into the brain. And it doesn't mean that I get a little, don't get a little flutter, but I know I'm okay with that. It doesn't freak me out if I have a little burst of anxiety because I have a plan. So I allow myself to experience those emotions, but I don't allow myself to get in a rabbit hole. I don't go down that road. I bring myself back and I manage it. Okay, so let's talk about how to do it. So the five steps of the neurocycle, which you'll get in detail in this book. If you haven't yet got this book, go get this book. It's an invaluable resource to help you. It's 38 years of my research in this book. And Really, it's super practical. These podcasts really elaborate on all the great things that I teach you in that book. And the NeuroCycle app, strongly recommend you get that too, because they are walking through the process. Okay, so the five steps are gather awareness, where you are shifting your brain focus. You're using your mind to shift out all the things that aren't relevant and you um, at that moment and just gathering awareness of what is relevant. So the gathering that we're gathering in this NeuroCycle is my week ahead. So I'm not going to think of what I'm going to do tonight or what I'm going to do, uh, what, I'm going to think of what is the work plan or the things that I have to get done in this week. That's what I'm going to gather awareness of. And I'm going to gather awareness of my emotions attached to that. So I'm going to gather awareness of what needs to be done. And as I'm gathering awareness of what needs to be done, I am shifting my neurochemistry, my electromagnetics in my brain, my quantum energy, and also these these frequencies. I am not allowing the high beta to crash continually. I am driving it and controlling it. By the What I'm doing with my mind is controlling how the waves are flowing in my brain because through this deliberate self-regulation, that's how powerful this is. I'm also forcing the different parts of the brain to work together. I'm activating the 200 different specialities in my brain, which are the powerful me, the creative me, the way that I can do something that no one else can do. And I'm aligning those. I'm getting them into a high level of functionality 
with each step of the neurocycle. And every time you do the neurocycle, you're doing this better and better and more and more and quicker and quicker and more efficiently and building more and more and more insurance policies into your brain and therefore bringing yourself to a state of peace in the midst of chaos. That was just a side note, okay? So gather awareness, okay? So other things and now, what do I feel? So very clinically, very sort of going to the MPA, the multiple perspective advantage, which I also talk about in my book and my NeuroCycle app. Stand back and observe yourself. This is what I've got to do this week. Okay, say it all. Okay, and then how do I feel? Are you feeling trepidation? Are you feeling frustration? Are you feeling both of those? Are you feeling anxious? How anxious? In this book, I have a rating scale where you can rate your emotions. I have a emotional word a list of emotional words because sometimes you can't think of them. I don't know if that happens to you, but sometimes I need a little prompt. So it's a whole list of words, and you can say, "Yeah, I feel that one. I feel that one. I feel that one. I feel that one." And then you can rank them on a scale from one to ten, and you can say, "Okay, that's at a, that's at definitely at a ten. That's at maybe a nine. That's at a seven. Now, anything that's in the in that range is too high. It's going to be too much high beta. You want to get it down to one to three. So we want to get that anxiety level, and trepidation, etc., down. And that's what the neurocycle will help you to do. Okay, so you're going to identify, gather awareness of what you've got to do. You're going to add, look at the emotions that that's bringing up with it." Then, next thing, look at your body signals. What are you feeling in your body? So, oh, heart palpitation, tension in your stomach, gut immediately bloating, tension in your shoulders, pain in your heart, like this whoosh of adrenaline. What are they? Write them. No, just gather. Don't write yet. Just gather awareness of them. You can you can go into depth in a minute. And then, what are your behaviors? So, in other words, are you feeling like oh gosh, I I, I just I like you feeling? Are you feeling like suddenly? irritable, withdrawn, is it affecting your Sunday? Is it affecting your, like, are you suddenly now being snappy with your husband or wife or kids or whatever? So what are your behaviors in this moment? And in this moment, okay, as you call up the stuff and and everything's okay, no judgment, no judgment. It's okay to be messy. You, you, you're pulling up messy mind and wise mind is helping you do that. So your wise mind's working with your messy mind. There's a collaboration happening, a non-judgmental, very kind, gentle collaboration. And then you look at your perspective. This week is going to suck. Okay? That's okay. That's the mess. That's what I've got to do. Those are my messy emotions, behaviors, perspective, body signals. Right now, let's reflect. Now let's say, okay, those are the things that are worrying me. Why do I feel such anxiety? Why is it at a seven? Why is it at a... How can I get this down to a three or four? Why why is my body reacting like that? Okay, that's the association that I'm making when I do this, this happens in my body, etc. And that perspective, okay, that makes sense. You know, when I look at it like this, that perspective kind of makes sense, but it isn't really the perspective I want because that's going to create this high beta crash, con- you know, this, this sort of tsunami of high beta and all these other things going wrong with my HPA axis and increase my hormones, that are, I mean, increase my homocysteine, which will increase inflammation and blah, blah, blah. So you don't want that, okay? And if you want to know all those things, I talk a lot about in the first half of the book about what happens when we don't get our mind under control, when we don't self-regulate, the different things that can go wrong in our brain and our body. And as we get them under control, how you can actually reverse that process. Okay. While we often hear that the average adult should get seven to nine hours of sleep each night, especially for brain health, that's not always possible. More and more people are forced to make lifestyle changes to get more deep sleep. The good news is that research has shown that quality matters just as much as quantity. But what exactly is deep sleep and how do we achieve this? The first half of the night is your deep sleep window, 
when things start to drop, your heart rate, your breathing, your blood pressure, your muscle activity, and your body temperature. Since that temperature drop is such a crucial aspect of the deep sleep stage, finding ways to activate that sleep switch can help increase your levels of deep sleep. That's where Chili Sleep comes in. Chili Sleep makes customizable climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Since I started using their Ula and Cube Sleep system, which are hydro-powered temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature, my husband and I have never slept better or woken up feeling more refreshed and ready for the day ahead. Head over to chillysleep.com forward slash Leaf to learn more and save 20% off the purchase of any new sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for cleaning up the mental mess listeners and only for a limited time. That's chilly, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com slash Leaf to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. The link and details will be in the show notes. So now you, so the reflect part is this ask, answer, discuss thing about, okay, so what is it? And then you may see that, okay, of the, of the list of like 30 things I've got to do over this week, what are the things that are worrying me the most? And then kind of like start, you know, start getting a little bit more detail. So you're reflecting, ask, answer, discuss. That really is worrying me. That really, that's not so bad. I can handle that. What is it? Is it a time frame? Is it is there not enough so breaks? Or, so start getting a little bit of information. Now, as you get to that point, write this down. In a metacog, which is you start in the middle, you create branches, words on branches. I teach you how to do a metacog in here. Also, there's a video on my NeuroCycle app, and I have a book called Think, Learn, Succeed. Oops, I don't have it over here. It's on my shelf behind me. Think, Learn, Succeed, where I give you a lot of detail about how to make a metacog with tons of examples. It is a phenomenal powerful way of drawing out of your non-conscious into your conscious mind, forcing the two sides of the brain to work together to find what you need to manage the situation. So write it down in a metacog. It's generally very messy and it may look disorganized, but your non-conscious mind is way ahead of your conscious mind. So when you tap into the non-conscious, you start seeing the mess that's there and you start accessing the wisdom that is the core of your non-conscious. And that gets pulled up. Then you go into the fourth step, which is your recheck. And in the recheck, you're going to start organizing that information. So some of the questions that I ask in the reflex, I'm just going to quickly give you lots to do. There's, is, there, is it that there's an intense schedule with no room for a break? Are there multiple difficult issues to deal with to make these strategies happen? Ask yourself things like, am I going to be happy with this decision? Hours from now, days from now, months from now. So those are some reflect questions, right? You're going to put write down what you've gathered and reflected on and then the recheck now you're going to take everything you've written and start sorting it out and say and categorize this is where you would categorize and say okay those three things are calling me causing me number 10 anxiety those are causing me number three okay so what is it about those that i can learn from and take over to the ones that are causing me more anxiety is it that those are just easier to do or i feel more confident with them okay so what's why I do I feel like that? Okay, how can I apply that to the tens or the nines or the eights? Or is there some principles I could apply there? Or what can I do to make this work for me? How, how, what do I need to make these tens, tens being the high level of anxiety and trepidation and feeling overwhelmed and I can't do this and all that stuff and this sucks and all that kind of stuff versus, okay, that irritates me, but I, I mean, it's a lot, but I can get it done. That's two different things. So there's, you may have only the tens, you may have only the threes. Either way, you still got to go get it organized and sorted out. You may have a combination. 
So the whole thing with the recheck is to really analyze what do you need to make this work for you? And you'll say things like, I need more breaks. I need to say that is a ridiculous schedule on Monday. I can't do that plus that plus that plus that. That is going to have to move to Thursday. And you then go, if you do your own scheduling, schedule. If you work with a scheduler, you have someone like I have someone who schedules my life for me. I just tell them I can't do that. And I've got really good at it. In the beginning, I was a people pleaser. I didn't want to upset the status quo. I just have to get it done. And then I would stress myself out and everyone suffered, including me. Now I don't. If I see something's not going to work, Ahead of the time, I don't do it on the day, which I used to, which irritated everyone. In advance, I'll say, okay, Sunday night, Monday's stuff is not going to work. I have to move this to Thursday, this to Friday, this to Saturday. This is going to work. This schedule this week will help me. And if I see it's a lot of appointments that have to be moved and changed, I need to be realistic because obviously to to phone and change things that are already pre-booked for Monday is a bit unfair. So you may have to then think, okay, well, if there's a lot of pre-booked appointments. You may need to do your scheduling for next week on Friday. So there's sufficient time to get let people know that there's going to be a change. You know, think of those things as well. Otherwise that causes another load of stress. And you may have a negative responses from people which then make you feel worse about yourself and make the whole situation worse. So you know think about this. So if you if your schedule is one that you can shift around easily, then do that. If your schedule involves that you a lot of other people and may need a bit more time to juggle around, then give us, don't do it Sunday night. Do this on Friday at the end of the week for the following week. So you give yourself enough time to make the, the necessary changes. Some of the things that you can say in the recheck is, how do I build breaks in? Because really, have you built breaks in? I mean, I have to do that. I have been so bad in the past at building, not building breaks in that now at schedule, I schedule. I'm going to take a break there. I'm going to eat lunch with my husband and my kids there because three of my kids work for me. I'm going to sit and just in the sun for 10 minutes there. I'm going to go for a workout there. I'm going to go to hot yoga there. I'm going to go to orange theory there. I work it out in advance. Okay. And I then also build in thinker moments, times where I can just sit and reflect on my own for a few moments. And there's a lot about thinker moments in this book and also in my book, Think, Learn, Succeed. Thinker moments are a godsend where you just switch off to the external onto the internal for a few moments. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, a wellness company that is well known for its delicious mushroom coffee, which I drink every morning for my mental and brain health. Four Sigmatic's mushroom coffee is real, organic, fair trade, single origin Arabica coffee with lion's mane mushroom for productivity and chugga mushroom for immune support. Now, that is something to get out of bed for in the morning. I've been starting my day with Four Sigmatic's ground mushroom coffee with lion's mane instead of regular coffee. And I love how it helps me focus so I can get things done and has really helped me clean up my mental mess. Now, you're probably thinking, does this coffee taste like mushrooms? I can guarantee it tastes just like coffee you love. It brews dark and nutty and tastes incredible. We've worked out an exclusive offer with Four Sigmatic on their best-selling mushroom coffee. But this is just for cleaning up the mental mess listeners. Get up to 40% off plus free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. This offer is only for cleaning up the mental mess listeners and is not available on their regular website. You'll save up to 40% and get free shipping. So go right now to foursigmatic.com slash Dr. Leaf and fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. The link and details will be in the show notes. 
then here's some more. So what reward can you give yourself? Have you built rewards into the week? Like I'll say, okay, six o'clock or seven o'clock when I'm finished, I'm jumping in my sauna, which I love, my infrared sauna, and I'm going to watch my favorite soap, my favorite whatever. Schitt's Creek's what I've been watching lately and whatever. When that's finished, I watch something else. So, you know, that's that, I do that and I look forward to it. So it's a reward. Then I also, oh, here's, here's a big one. I look at my complaining. I find that when I feel overwhelmed and busy, I complain a lot. That's one of the behavior patterns that I've noticed in me. I complain. And I complain to everyone who will listen to me. <laughs> and complaining is so bad for your brain. It like really creates so much chaos in your brain. It's so disruptive. It's it like is really like a milkshake. It's like making a milkshake of your brain. So I notice the complaining. I catch it. I gather awareness of the complaining. So if complaining is part of this whole cycle, if I see that's one of my behavior patterns, I really ask myself, okay, what am I complaining about? Why am I complaining? What is the complaint? I unpack it. I I completely you're deconstru- I deconstruct it. I embrace to deconstruct and then I reconstruct. So you embrace, which is the gather awareness. You're deconstructing and the reflect and the write and the recheck. You're starting to reconstruct. And then the act of reach, you're putting it into, into practice. Okay. And then some other questions. What can I, what can't I change? What can I change? Then I check my mindset going in. So like, you know, what is my attitude going in? If I'm going in to the week on Monday morning, you know, with a bad attitude, even though I've done this, I, I'll catch that quickly because that is pervasive. That means my entire brain is in a bad state. So mindset's very important that I check my mindset before I go into work. So even so then I draw heavily on, I can do this. I've planned this. My insurance policy's there. My mindset is that perspective. Perspective, you can work all of this out, but if you don't deal with your perspective, you know, your perspective is like, if you think of it, it's the overarching kind of flavor that this generates. This is a toxic perspective and this is a healthy perspective. And if I've done this, but I'm still drawing on this perspective, it's going to influence that. So I always do a very strong perspective. I work a lot on my perspective because it's going to drive everything. Perspective is a very strong driver. Here's some other helpful information that I've written down here that I remind myself. Quite often, we don't even realize that negative conversations and thoughts can influence us for hours. Okay? And that, that's what I was basically saying. You can, be having, you can be complaining or having negative conversation, and it can make you feel awful for hours because it shifts this mindset, this perspective, this, if you think of, of, of lights over this tree or, or something thrown over this tree. Um, if it's this beautiful green tree, but you've got this shade hovering over it, it's like a, like a rain cloud. Think of a heavy, dark rain cloud that goes from this bright, sunny day and it's all dark. That's what the mindset does. And if you don't deal with it, it can affect you for hours. And it affects not just what, you, what you're doing, but how you're functioning, your interactions, everything. So for most people, it even feels natural to complain about weather and politics or job as part of their morning routine. You know, oh, the politics, oh, COVID, oh, this, oh, that. Watch that. Watch that. Read the politics, acknowledge that it's a problem, but move on. Don't let it mess with your week. Because if you're going to go into the week with the other extraneous things affecting you and then speaking negatively, that's going to affect this good work and what you've got to get done. So compartmentalize that. Acknowledge it's frustrating, get the information, put it aside, and get on with your week. Okay, don't let it pervade and invade. Okay? So if you come start your day complaining about your job, your workload, your family, your partner, whatsoever, you will take that negative mood with you for at least a few hours, sometimes even the entire day. By complaining, you focus on obstacles and problems. So if you're thinking, oh my gosh, this, 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 about whatever you've just read, and it's got nothing to do with the work you've got to do, that is now the flavor of your brain and your mind, because your mind 
started it and now it's showing up in your brain, it's going to be a big rain cloud over this. This is not going to be easy. You're going to have to like push through the rain cloud to even see this, okay? So you've got to be careful about that. That's why it's so important you train your mind to focus on the, on the good things as well as you start each day. So as you prepare this on the Friday or the Sunday, start the day with some good things. So I always start up another typical gratitude statements. I, in chapter 14 over here, I have a great uh, my, my morning routine. So I bring my morning routine into my busy week. And I do, I don't just believe in using a gratitude statement. I use it as an act of reach. So I'll first do a neurocycle to see exactly like I've described all the things that are worrying me, et cetera, et cetera, create this neurocycle. Then on the day, I will check my mood and do a quick neurocycle. Am I complaining? Am I, where am I? Am I going to mess this thing up that I've spent time working on on Friday or Sunday? And I'll quickly go through a short neurocycle to catch myself and to bring myself back in alignment. And one of my active reaches, and that can take honestly a minute. And you can go through all five steps in a minute. And I did a very nice podcast recently on my morning routine as well, where I explained how to do this too. But basically, one of the things that I will do in my active reach is to just be grateful. We know everyone talks about being grateful. It's a total insurance policy. So I'll just shift over and say, thank goodness I have this work that I can do. It's a lot, but look what I'm doing. Look how many lives I'm touching. Look, look at how, how actually stimulated I am. I love what I do. I love the content. I love the research. So I, I go and look for all the things that I love. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to do the research I love. I'm grateful to be able to share it with the world. I'm grateful to, for the impact it's having. I'm excited about my new book. I love the statistics of the research showing it really helps. I won't assume the situation is going to be difficult. This is a good one. This is such a good one. This is, And these are the things I do in my recheck, okay? And then I actually apply them in my active reach. So I prepare them in my recheck, and then I apply them in my active reach. This is a great one. I won't assume the situation is going to be difficult. Instead, I will list what the potential potential is and what questions I should ask to find out more. Maybe the situation isn't actually difficult. So that's a really powerful one. In fact, I'm going to be doing a whole podcast just on the concept of assumptions and how it messes with our brain. Okay, so then once I've worked out all this stuff in the active reach, I choose my top ones to keep me in the right state of mind. I've maybe done that quick neurocycle to just get the mindset right again because it kind of slipped into the toxic version. And uh, now for the day, I have my active reaches. I'm going to apply this and I'm going to use this. I'm going to actively draw on this and I'm going to be very aware of potentially not falling back into that negative mindset. And so I, I put that into my phone, in my app. I use the app so that it pops up and reminds me because I like seeing the reminders jumping up on my phone all the time to remind me not to let that negative newspaper article or that negative thing that's happened that I didn't anticipate mess up the functionality that I need for the day. This really works. I cannot tell you how well it works. So I hope this has helped you and I hope that you're going to crush your weeks and send me lots of emails telling me and direct messages telling me and comments on social media about how this has helped you. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. 
I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.